So, the history of this country from its founding can be tracked with the expansion of voting rights. From its founding to today, we have seen a continued struggle by people who are dedicated to our democracy to make the ballot box accessible. If we go back 200 years ago, women did not have the right to vote. African Americans in slavery did not have the right to vote. Native Americans who populated this nation did not have the right to vote. Today, we are engaged in a continual debate which is fostered by lies which have been perpetrated for the last decade, which is undoing the great successes, particularly of the 1960s and 70s, in expanding the right to vote. We are here today to reach out to every Madisonian, everyone here in Dane County, to show them that there is a way that they can exercise that right and do it in a democratic manner. This message is not just for one group. It is for everyone. And we have hardworking city employees. We have hardworking volunteers committed to democracy and committed to making the right to vote work. There's some technical issues, particularly as it pertains to registering and to early voting. And so uh, to explain those, I think Mary Beth is next. Sure. Our city clerk. Mary Beth. Good morning. We are very excited to have now 14 sites where City of Madison residents can go to not only cast an absentee ballot, but register to vote. So if they need to update their voter registration, they can do that at the same time that they're going to vote at any Madison Public Library or at Streets East. And then a few weeks before the election, we'll start some additional locations, uh, one at the Student Activity Center on campus for two weeks, and then Union South at UW-Madison the final week before the election, and also at Edgewood College. Uh, when going to cast your absentee ballot, you do need to show voter ID, and we have a list of acceptable IDs on the city clerk's website. Uh, you also, if you're registering to vote, will need to prove your address. And one of the wonderful things about having libraries as in-person absentee voting locations is that they have uh, your government record, your library record, uh, with your address listed in that record. So that can really help facilitate voter registration at our libraries. We really don't know what to expect because this is very unprecedented 
we have never before been able to have more than one location for absentee voting, but we are very excited to be working with the libraries, and they've had such wonderful attitudes about taking on this additional work. So we're hoping that it's going to be a lot easier for people to cast their ballot because they won't need to figure out parking downtown or uh, maybe even figure out transferring buses to get to the city clerk's office. Good morning. Thank you for the opportunity to join such an esteemed group as we talk about moving our community forward for a constitutional right. On behalf of the NAACP Dane County, I greet you in the name of the oldest civil rights organization and the first Northern State Conference to join the Moral Monday movement. My name is Greg Jones, and I'm president of the Dane County NAACP, and this is not a partisan issue. It's an American issue because our democracy is founded on ensuring that every eligible citizen has access to the ballot box. A few months ago, the NAACP led the Democracy Initiative Awakening. President and CEO Cornell Brooks and 300 organizations mobilized at Capitol Hill April 16 through 18 to raise consciousness and awaken our elected leaders. The purpose of that gathering was to call on our elected leaders to move away from some of the extreme policies and respond to the civic demands about voter protection, voter rights. Dr. William Barber, founder of the Moral Monday Movement and president of the North Carolina State Conference of the NAACP, said this, if we ever needed to vote, we need to vote now. It's been 48 years since the signing of the Civil Rights Act and 47 years since the signing of the Voting Rights Act. And three years ago, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down significant requirements of the Voting Rights Act that stood almost half my life, more than half my life. It provided protections against disenfranchisement and racial discrimination in the election process. Wisconsin was not immune from forwarding exclusionary legislative initiatives and policies that we now face and struggle with today. Spin said that the best way to defend a right is to go out and exercise that right. And we should not tell anyone who is eligible not to exercise that right. Dr. Barber also said that this constitutional right for African Americans and other people of color was born out of struggle and sacrifice. And we don't have to look far to see that struggle and sacrifice. The movie Selma reminded us of the sorrow, the horror, trials and jubilations of African Americans seeking their right. It revealed a white power structure that noted the hatred and fear and pause in maintaining a separate but equal system. This is a bold and necessary proposal put forth by the city leaders of the uh, city of Madison, Wisconsin, and I applaud them for that. It will make a difference in the pursuit of justice and equal, right, equal, right, equal opportunity. But my task today is to talk about why we must vote. Three reasons. It is our civic duty, and I call on every citizen in our community, city of Madison and Dane County, to exercise that right. It is our individual testament 
on the democratic process. We must not lose that. It is always a reminder of those people who've gone before us, who gave their lives, their blood, and their sacrifice. So I want to commend the city of Madison for putting forth an initiative that will make a difference. And the NAACP Dane County will stand with all justice-seeking people to correct a wrong that we now face and struggle. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming. Um, my name is Karen Menendez-Collar. I am the Executive Director of Centro Hispano of Dane County. I'm really proud to be standing here with Greg, with the mayor, um, two men that I admire tremendously. I uh, significantly applaud the city for making this move, um, for opening the door uh, to those who can vote and encouraging them to be able to vote early. It's important that every community see this as a possibility. At Centro, our mission is to empower youth, uh, strengthen families, and engage the community. We take the engage the community piece very, very seriously. I want to I send a message to all our families and to all our clients and to Latinos in Madison and Dane County to take this as an opening, to exercise your right to vote, to have your voices heard in a city and in a state where oftentimes we are overlooked. And for those who are not eligible to vote, become civically engaged. Just because you cannot vote doesn't mean you can't speak to your neighbor. Encourage them to vote. Volunteer at a polling place. Become part of this community. Come to your local library. Take it as a bonus. And lastly, I know um, early voting is possible and you can register the day of, but I also want to um, open the opportunity to those who want to register even earlier. Centro Hispano on Tuesdays from 10 to 1 has voter registration available. Come speak with our staff, uh, get registered to vote, and prepare early to make your voice and your decisions heard uh, this coming fall. Sincerely applaud the city for this, and I'm really, again, honored to be a part of a place that's really fighting for the rights of all in this community. So thank you so much. Hi, everybody. My name is Molly McGrath, and I work for a nonpartisan organization called Vote Riders. I'm really excited to be here today. To me, this is really a celebrating of making voting easy again. And here in Madison, the city is making democracy great again with so many early voting locations and starting so early to the full benefit of the law. Now, one thing that's left a lot of voters uncertain is what they need to take with them when they go and vote. There's been a lot of court decisions this year, a lot of back and forth, and a lot of conflicting information about what you need to vote. So if you're a confused voter right now, that's normal, and you're not alone. It's fair to say that that confusion was probably actually part of the design of the Wisconsin voter ID law and not an accident. But now that the dust has settled and voters are unsure, I want to set voters absolutely straight on photo ID what you need to vote, and how easy it is to get it. Now, whether you vote early or whether you vote on Election Day, you will need to take a photo ID with you when you go and vote. Now, the vast majority of Wisconsin voters already have that ID. A Wisconsin driver's license, a Wisconsin state ID, a passport, a veterans affairs cards are the most common ones. If you have that, use it, take it with you when you go and vote. Now, if you don't have that, no problem. We'll make it happen. We get calls to the voter ID helpline every single day. We'll call you back. We'll answer your questions. 
We'll get you the documents that you need to vote, and we'll get you to the DMV. This is a free service, and we're excited to do it. Now, if you don't have transportation, the county clerk is providing free union cab rides to anyone in Dane County to get to the DMV to get an ID to vote. Someone got in a cab to get an ID on Friday, on Monday. I'm going with someone this afternoon. I'm going with someone tomorrow. I think the best thing about all of this early voting is that it really creates awareness throughout Wisconsin of exactly what you need to vote. So let's use this opportunity together. You have time, get what you need, and get to this library and vote. Thank you. I don't believe much to add. I, I'm uh, City Council President Mike Verveer. I just wanted to say, here, here, uh, encourage early voting, but moreover, thank our excellent City Clerk Mary Beth uh, for organizing this tremendous effort. Since this is the first time in history we've been able to offer early voting throughout the city this many weeks in advance of the election. And Greg, did you want to say something? Greg Michaels, our library, Madison Library Director. Good morning, Greg Michaels, Library Director. When Mary Beth called me a couple weeks ago and she said we might have an opportunity for the libraries to become early voting sites, do you think that'd be a possibility? And without hesitation, I said, of course we will. Um, we really appreciate the city clerk giving the libraries this opportunity because this is really what public libraries are all about. It's about reducing barriers. It's about providing access to our community. This is so important for our community to have access, to be able to go to our libraries. We're open, uh, convenient hours for people. We're going to be available for families, working families in particular that they wouldn't have to come downtown. So this is a tremendous opportunity for the libraries and we're proud to support this. Thank you. Okay, I just want to thank everyone who's participating and also make the point that with early voting and registration, it not only is easier for so many of our voters, but it will also make the job easier on election day since there won't be as many people in line uh, on, on that very busy day. So, questions? Did we cover it all? We covered it all? Great. Oh. Is there anything that students should have in mind in particular? Okay. The, uh, with, what's interesting about campus voting is, is this. In presidential years, polling places that are oftentimes deserted in non-presidential years are absolutely packed, particularly after 4 o'clock. So for, for campus voters, one message in terms of, of, of election day, and that is get there early and uh, try and avoid that, that post-4 o'clock rush. The second thing is students, particularly students who are voting for the first time, uh, should get organized now. Take advantage. Did you, did you give the phone number, Molly? <laughs> Let's get Molly back up here to, to, to explain that. But, but get organized now. Um, as the parent of three former college students, um, 
I know that, that sometimes these things get put off uh, when they go off to college. There's, there's challenges in terms of the basics that we all have, finding the polling place, getting there. But you've got to get registered ahead of time. And that takes a little bit of effort and takes some planning. So uh, I'm not saying college students are poor planners, but we've got the evidence about so many other things in their lives, particularly schoolwork, of course, that uh, it's put off to, to the last minute. So why don't you share with us the phone number and... So the voter ID helpline for full service voter ID, any questions for rides to the DMV in Dane County free union cab rides is 608-729-7720, Mary Beth, any elements into any complicated situation uh, can lead itself to error, especially human error. If you're adding 13 new elements to the early voting process, are you worried? about any errors that may go on? No, I've been personally meeting with library employees to get them trained on how to issue absentee ballots and make sure voters are getting the correct ballot. So it isn't that we're just throwing this together. A lot of time and planning has gone into this uh, from the clerk's office and from the library standpoint. So uh, it's not something that we'll just begin thinking about next Monday. Before next Monday, there will have been altogether probably a few hundred hours of planning and training that's taken place. Mary Beth, I got a question because I got an inquiry the other day from someone who said, I want to help people get registered to vote. This is someone just a citizen yes. who's never been involved. What can they do as a volunteer? They can go to the city clerk's website and they can watch just a 20-minute video, fill out a one-page form, and then be deputized to register voters. And when we have voter registration drives, I send emails out to that group to give them opportunities to participate in those registration drives. So, for example, next Tuesday is National Voter Registration Day, and we will have hundreds and hundreds of volunteers throughout the city of Madison registering voters. I was wondering, do you expect any kind of involvement with the Russians uh, involving any kind of hacking or a possible voter fraud? <laughs> the voter registration system is a statewide system, and I know that the, it's now the Wisconsin Elections Commission goes to great lengths to protect that system, so they will often at night close it down to do security updates. And I know that they had been working on this, uh, dealing with any potential of someone trying to hack into that system. And unlike other jurisdictions, we have a paper ballot. So we have a paper trail. We have a paper trail. That's, the other part of the that's very important for election day. Let me, let me give you part of the answer and then Mary Beth. There's a correlation in terms of citizenship on 
three different activities. And Madison has always been a national leader in all three of them. One is recycling. The other is responding to uh, the census forms that are sent out every uh, 10 years. And the third is voting. Now, you've got to be careful with, with Madison uh, in terms of looking at, at, at turnout uh, in terms of percentages because every year we've got a group of young people who graduate from the university and leave and go on to establish homes elsewhere. Uh, but in terms of, of, of turnout, uh, we, we've just been outstanding. And again, basically, we get a quarter of the vote in by noon, 11 o'clock in the morning. It doubles by 4, and then it doubles again after 4 p.m. And so that's why we encourage people to vote early. Mary Beth, anything you want to Sure. What we have seen statewide pretty consistently is that 25% of the votes cast are cast as absentee ballots. And as of this Thursday, we will have sent out nearly 5,000 absentee ballots already. So the number of absentee ballots cast usually is a good way for us to figure out what to expect for voter turnout on Election Day. Uh, it isn't that people will necessarily decide to vote absentee instead of voting at the polls. But if more people are voting absentee, we are likely to see more people voting at the polls as well. And that's a good thing. Our goal is that everybody who's eligible will be able to vote and have that ballot counted. And so that's why this availability of voting absentee at the libraries is so important. Anything else? Thank you all very much. Sorry I'm late. Went to the third floor and worked my way down. <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, get, get Molly's information out there for people who've got questions because I'm sure we, we didn't answer them all here. Thank there you very much. There are schedules on the table there. Absentee voting locations and hours. Great. Great. Also got the library from here. <laughs> 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 all right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.